and welcome to Dungeons and Tangents. My name is Eric. My name is Robert. And today we're doing something a bit different. Uh, we are going to be running a D&D 5e monster versus monster Halloween themed tournament. And uh, kind of the, the, the premise for this was something Robert came up with, uh, I don't know, a number of months ago, right? Oh, this is an idea I shamelessly stole from somebody else. Oh, so. okay. Well, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, but we've been, we've been working up to doing this for months. Like, trying to figure out what it's going to look like, what, what monsters will be involved, how we're going to set up the actual setup, uh, and we'll, we'll show you that in a second. Um, so, anyway, so today, um, oh, right, first off, you need to know that we are going to be doing seven different brackets of monsters, starting from challenge rating one quarter to one half, one, two, three, four, five, and uh, that's, that's it. it. That's it, yep. Um, and uh, in each one of those challenge rating brackets, we have at least four, sometimes eight monsters in the bracket. And they're all going to fight one another, one-on-one -on -one fights, to the death, uh, until we find out who in that uh, challenge rating wins. Which, maybe it's going to tell us something about the... Um, inherent strengths and vulnerabilities of every monster. Um, spoilers, well, actually not spoilers. We've run this like three times now. Yeah. And we've had horrible technical difficulties. Uh, so now we're really damn good at it. And we've got all of the everything sorted out. Um, and I feel like I've learned a lot already. I do too. And I think if nothing else, this time when we make some kind of terrible fundamental mistake when it comes to the rules without absolutely no excuse because we've that's done true it. yeah it's our fourth time running through it so. and we've made a lot of mistakes oh yeah in, in practically every run through except that last one i think we ran some pretty clean run throughs but uh yeah anyway um so today we're just gonna run the cr one quarter monsters um starting with well let me show you the bracket um, oh, right, and if uh, if you're listening on the podcast, know that we are actually recording this uh, and posting it to YouTube. Um, we've ha actually had a YouTube channel since the beginning of this podcast. It started out as a YouTube channel, um, and then we switched to podcast, and now we're switching to both. Well, not really switching to both. We're, we're doing both for this, uh, for this event. We're doing whichever one is easier or you know, we enjoy the most as it happens, essentially. And, and what's most appropriate for for the material. Like, yeah. if we're just talking... You you're need, just probably better. You don't need to look at us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if we're doing something that involves uh, dice and miniatures and some tactics to it, then it kind of makes sense to uh, have some cameras pointed at the dice and the miniatures. Um, so... Here, uh, I'll pull up the, um, the bracket again. Skeleton versus Goblin. That'll be our first fight. And then our second fight will be Zombie versus Swarm of Bats. And our final fight will be um, whoever wins each of those two first brackets. The winners of the previous bracket. Yeah. Um, I think we're ready to go, aren't we? Indeed. Let's do it. All right. When necromantic energies take hold of long-dead remains and nothing is left but bones, a skeleton is created. Defying the laws of nature and sanity, the bones stir once again, 
creating a mindless patient horror capable of waiting an eternity for the next victim. Often thought of as unintelligent, goblins are dangerous because they are underestimated. Sneaky, conniving, devious, and crafty, these are words that better describe their true nature. Not happy to simply surprise their prey, they are known to actively seek out environments that provide tactical advantages. Goblins take pleasure in making a fight as unfair as possible, proactively setting traps that, at best, distract, and at worst, disable. All right, so this is the first fight of our CR1 quarter bracket. Uh, yeah, and uh, we're looking now at the stats for each of these creatures. Um, obviously, they're both same CR. Um, Goblin being small, I don't know if that's going to make any difference here. I, I feel like that factors into the AC, but I'm not certain. Really? Okay. The, the thing that I see being the biggest factor with what we're looking at now is the Goblin's got the higher AC, but fewer hit points. Yeah, that's true. Um, that that number of hit points is low enough that, uh, what is that, one round? Two, well, it would be two rounds. Depend, it depends on how much damage you can do. It really does. Uh, let's speaking of, let's see what their damage looks like. Let's go over to the actions page, where we can see what they can do and what they can't do. They're pretty evenly matched as far as they both have a melee weapon. They both have a ranged weapon. They're pretty much identical, except for the fact that when it comes to melee, goblin is slashing and skeleton's piercing. Other than right. that, they're the same all the way down. Yeah. Um, and with a one d six plus two. The goblin is in one-shot territory that, as far as it true. can be taken down with one hit. Um, so let's see the traits that each of these has. See if that makes any... Uh, if it, it affects this in any way. Uh, immune to poison and exhaustion, I don't think that's going to come into play. Uh, bludgeoning definitely oh. could if uh, the goblin had a different weapon. Right. Uh, for the purposes of this, that won't be the case. But going with the theme of the smaller size, we can see the goblin can kind of dart in and out with the uh, disengaged bonus action. That's true. Um, which kind of fits the narrative, but also might be very powerful when it comes to being able to take advantage of terrain tactically. Right. Um, which, in this situation, it's probably not going to come into play just because it's a one-on-one -on -one. Uh, they're going to get in there probably. And yes. Doing this, hitting. I think we've seen a bunch of things where we would love, like, oh, this is going to be very cool. And really, it applies to using these against players or a party of adventurers, especially if you have more than one of these, one of these right. creatures. Right. I'm a big fan of having, you know, multiple goblins kind of pop out of nowhere and uh, dart in and out of combat and, and basically just ruin your day. But you're right, we probably won't see that with a one-on-one -on -one skeleton versus goblin. Yeah. Um, I think we're ready to go, aren't we? Let's find out what happens. All right. I think it's time for us to roll initiative, isn't it? And it is. So I'll be playing the skeleton? And I'll be doing the goblin. Um, oh, I'm rolling initiative. Uh, and I'll be the white dice. Robert will be the black dice. 15 plus 2, that's 17. Four plus two is six. Okay, so you get to place first then because you are we just place. putting? Yep. I think we decided that wasn't as uh, it did, yeah, important it doesn't, as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, in our previous runs through, we we 
paid close attention to who placed their their miniature first and who placed second, and it doesn't seem to really matter. Uh, so it's my turn first. Yep, you won. Okay. Uh, I'm just let's see here. I have uh, how much movement? One, two, three, four. That's five, ten, fifteen, twenty. My movement is thirty, so I can run up to you and attack, or I could use my short bow. Um, both are pretty even. I'm just I'm just gonna run up to you. Okay. This, yeah, get this over with. I'm gonna take you out. And uh, six plus. That's a 10 to hit. AC 13. That does not hit. I'm going to attack you with my short sword. All right. It's uh, 18 plus 4, 22. That definitely hits. For 1d6 plus 2. Oh, whoa. You could... That's 7 points of damage. That's... 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 You just immediately killed me. All right. (laughs) I like how we're... I like how how this is going. That's... Okay. Okay. So I guess the skeleton uh, moves on in the bracket to uh, the final fight. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's brutal, brutal and fast. Now these uh, these low challenge rating uh, fights can go that fast. Yes, that's that's normal. As we move up the brackets, the monsters are going to definitely take. Uh, more hits, have more hit points. And have better abilities to either absorb or deflect damage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, get, you get, it can be surprisingly interesting for some of the brackets and surprisingly straightforward. So, But we'll yeah. see. Shuffling through the darkness, zombies are slow, easily outrun, and fairly straightforward to dispatch. However, when encountered in hordes, they surround anything living overtaking, devouring, and leaving nothing but bloody stains in their wake. A faint rustling in the night sky is the only warning before a swarm of bats attack. Coming from all directions, obscuring vision, and nearly impossible to hit, they are relentless. Small bites and scratches combine to sap the strength of the mightiest adventurer. Here we have the zombie versus the swarm of bats, uh, their stats. Both of them medium, though the swarm of bats being a medium swarm of tiny, which um, I think we'll get into what that means on the traits. Yep. But uh, swarm is, a, is, an, is an aspect that uh, we, don't, we won't see in many creatures. Especially not in, in, in these, uh, these episodes. What I think is really interesting is they've got the same hit points, but the zombie has a really terrible AC. Yeah, uh, an eight is well, you're going to hit at fifty-fifty if if the AC is ten, right? If you and have if you no have modifiers, z- no modifiers, right? So basically, you're just going to hit the zombie yeah. nonstop. Yeah, I think almost everybody's got a a, a plus two or a plus four somewhere in that range mm-hmm. for their two hits, which is. You got like a less than a twenty percent chance of missing. It feels very unbalanced when we look at just this. Yeah, but it when does. we go into the traits. Yeah, let's let's go into the traits. Uh, if I can get into the traits, we see this under undead fortitude. That's right. Which is ve- it has a huge effect for the zombie. Right. So if it goes down to zero hit points, it may not die. It may come back. Uh, 
and it depends on how much damage it takes. Right. If it takes one damage, it only has to make a constitution saving throw of DC 6 in that particular case. And the fact that, that the DC is directly proportionate to the amount of damage that it took is a huge factor, when we, especially when we get into the actions for the Swarmer Bats. Because the Swarmer Bats does half damage when it hit, reaches half of its hit points. Oh, that's right. Uh, do we want to go to the actions yeah. now? Okay, let's go to the actions. Yeah, you'll see. Um, I think this is an aspect of every swarm in uh, D&D 5th edition that as it loses hit points, it loses the ability to do damage. Which makes sense because really the hit points, instead of a, a representative of health for most creatures, it's a representative of population of the swarm. Yeah. So the fewer the swarm, the fewer attacks it makes, the less damage it does. And, uh, and the less damage it does, the easier that save gets for the undead fortitude. Right. Uh, now that means that a zombie up against some PCs may be taking a lot of damage and that that constitution saving throw may be really high depending and, on the level of the of the um, of the PCs and how much damage they can do. And one zombie shouldn't really be meant well it depends on the kind of the flavor of your campaign but it shouldn't be meant to be this game changing you know antagonist for your party it's a no. zombie right Yeah um but for a bunch of bats, the zombie should be a little more significant. Yeah. Um, we, we also see this very interesting kind of tipping point for the bats where they do a lot better in the beginning and then they are less and less effective as time goes by. Whereas the zombie is consistent the whole time mm -hmm. and then has that potential to come back at the end. And, that, and when that potential to come back comes into play, most likely will be towards the later end of the fight when the, the bats are less effective. That is true. Well, we'll have to see what happens. Let's do it. Uh, this is the second bracket for CR one quarter. This is. I'll be playing the zombie. And I'll be playing the swarm of bats. Um, and each of them has 22 hit points to start, which is quite a bit. Um, yeah, roll initiative. Okay. Uh, 13 plus 2. I have uh, 14 minus 2, so I got 12. Okay, then I guess I'm going first. Um, and we've place them on the board already. Let's see here. I'm not sure I can get to you in one round. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah, it's going to take me two full. Is your speed 30? Because you fly. Yeah, it's uh, 30 flying. Okay. Uh, so it takes me one full round to, uh, or one full turn. Mm-hmm both my uh, movement and my action to get up to you, but I am now on your space because a swarm of bats can only uh, attack something that is on its space. Right. You have a reach of zero. Reach of zero, which is weird in a couple ways. Um, that's my turn. Okay. I will attack with a slam, uh, plus three to hit. It's an 11. That does not hit. All right. Okay. And I'm not going to move. Uh, right. And that's something we noticed before is because the reach is zero, any motion, once the bats are in your uh, space, means you're leaving the threat zone and I would get a, an attack of opportunity. Right. So that's why you don't want to leave the space for a, a swarm of bats or any kind of a swarm that occupies your square. But that's not the reason why I'm not going to leave. <laughs> Specifically, the zombie is a mindless soldier and takes the most direct route to any foe. 
unable to comprehend obstacles, tactics, or dangerous terrain. So all it knows is it, where it needs to be to be able to attack you, so it's going to stay where it's at. That sounds reasonable. Oblivious to its impending doom. Uh, I can't say that the Swarm of Bats is a whole lot smarter. Um, they have an intelligence of two, so I think it's functioning purely on instinct. Okay. Just, look, there's something I can eat, or there's something that threatens me. Gotcha. It's your uh, turn? It is my turn. I'm going to attack with the bite, and that is Ooh. a two. That does not hit. All right. I can't imagine. Does, does uh, six you. hit? Nope. Okay. Nope, we're looking for at least uh, an eight, so okay. got real close. <laughs> That's pathetic. Hey! Oh. Natural okay. 20. Somebody's taking damage. Uh, that's going to be uh, 2d6 plus 1. 2d6 plus, plus 1. 5, 2, 7, 8 points of damage. But I have damage resistance to bludgeoning. Damn it. So, so that's 4 points so of damage. That's 4 points of damage. So I go down to 18. And it's uh, your move. And it is my move. Uh, then I attack as well. Um, just with the bite. And four plus four is eight. That hits. That hits. It'll actually hit. Which is really quite sad. Uh, and I do 2d4. That's one. Uh, total of four points of damage. All right. This is a lot more interesting than the last fight. The last, on this bracket, yes. It's got more than one round. Yeah. All right, I'm going to attack. All right. 19. Oh, so close. Uh, 1d6 plus 1. 5, so 2 points. 2 points. Alright. And another bite. <laughs> 1. I, I can't see you it. You can't see it, but it's okay. a 1. Alright. I like how it's going so far. <laughs> Jeez. Go with the slam. 18 that hits. Hit. Four, so two. Two points. Okay. Uh, well, okay. All I can do is, a, is bite. Um, 15 plus four is 19. I think that hits. Oh, easily, yes. I think that doubles your AC. Okay, four. Uh, six points of damage. So I have actually, in one round, taken you out, taking you down... After three rounds of taking damage, is that right? I don't remember. Taking me down what? Well, I've taken you down below my hit points. Oh. Uh, where you were, you were in the lead for quite a while there. All right, I'm going to attack. Slam. 14. 18. That hits. So four halved is two. Jeez. <laughs> that damage resistance is... Kind of brutal to you. Yeah, it's not it's not fun. Okay, bite. Six plus four is ten. That hits. Uh, I should know. I am at twelve hit points. Yep. When one I'm more. at a one more. When I'm at eleven, I can do ha I can do one d four piercing damage instead of two d four piercing damage. So this is probably the last time. Well, maybe not. Last time I can do two d four. There's four. And four. Ready count. Eight. Uh, Take me four. That is that is harsh. 
Uh, that's my turn. I'll attack. All right. That's going to hit. 18 plus what? Two? One point of damage. <laughs> but that's enough to have your damage. That's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bite. Seven plus four is still more than ten. Uh, it is ten, right? No, eight is your... Your AC is eight. My AC is eight, yeah. That's ridiculous. Okay, I could take you out right here. If I could roll the die into the die tray. Uh, two. two. All right. So I'm down to two. I'll go for slam. That's going to hit. hit. Four, so two points of damage. Two. Jeez. Okay. This is this is quite the, the bout. Uh, one. Ooh, I do not hit. All right. 18. You rolled 18, hit. like, I don't know how many times. Six uh, is three points of damage. Uh, yeah, I'm down to six, and you're down to two. Um, and four plus four is eight. That, that hit. hits. This could be it. Three points of damage. Okay. Uh-oh. So... That is a DC. I have undead fortitude. Right. So when you take me down, what would be a clean blow? I roll a DC five plus the amount of damage taken to determine if I actually go down or not. Oh, so that's, so that's a, be DC a DC eight. eight. That's not much. Um, and it is uh, Constitution, which is plus three. Oh. Right, so I save. So I'm at one hit point. Okay. And I get to attack. Right. And you can roll another eighteen. That's six or three points of damage. Jeez. Okay. I can I can do it. Uh, nope, I can't. All That's right. a two. I'm going to slam. I did not hit. It's a seventeen. Jeez. I think I think you're taking me out. Whoa. Six, seven, three points of damage. That takes me down. All right. That was quite the fight. Uh, it was very different than what we're used to. Yeah, like every other time. Uh, how many times have we run this? Too many times. Yeah, uh, every other time I think the Swarm of Bats has won because of... The Swarm of Bats didn't win when I played it because oh, I didn't right. realize it had the uh, resistance. Damage resistance, that's right. It just took full damage on everything. Um, so let's let's look at the bracket now. Um, that means that the uh, zombie, zombie gets to move on and it's going to be undead versus undead. Sounds good. Zombie versus uh, skeleton. Okay. I'm going to stop and reset for that fight. So here we are at the championship. Yeah, that's the finals, mark. I suppose. Uh, it seems like uh, a bit uh, a bit of a small lead-up to a championship, but still. Things move quick. Yeah. Um, and it's the undead versus the undead. Skeleton versus zombie. Uh, everything's the same. CR, size, and type. But not AC and hit points. Or speed. Yeah, so the, the skeleton's harder to hit. The zombie's very easy to hit. We talked about this before where the zombie has the fortitude. However, first round, the skeleton has... Um, it's vulnerable to bludgeoning damage. That's right. And its opponent first round didn't do bludgeoning damage. That's right. Now it does. Right. So it'll be very interesting to see how that uh, plays into it. Actions to show that. Yeah. So the zombie's slam attack uh, is of type bludgeoning, 
And that's going to do double damage against the skeleton. Right. But the skeleton does have uh, advantage on speed at 30 feet. I'll go, go back. And it's got a range weapon. And it has that range weapon. Um, so depending on if it goes first or second, um, it has the advantage of at least one round, potentially one round of attacks that the zombie doesn't get. But then that under undead earned undead fortitude comes into play in that the zombie gets uh, an, potentially an extra round at the end. Could have multiple rounds. You can do it more than that's, once. That's, that's true. That's true. So the I mean, tactically the, the the range and the movement is very important. However, tactically a skeleton doesn't have the intelligence to take advantage of that. So it's that's more true. of you know. At, at this CR with with these kind of intelligence levels, it really a lot of it depends on how the initiative goes, how the to hits go, and and very quickly it can be over. But something like the bludgeoning vulnerability and the undead fortitude can be major factors in that. That is true. All right, we'll have to see. Cool. Okay, now we are ready to move on to the final fight, the skeleton versus the zombie. Um, I think it's time to roll for initiative, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll play the skeleton. Yep, and I'll be doing the zombie. 18. Minus? Plus? Plus 2, so... Plus yeah, 2. 20. Uh, 17 minus 2. So, I'm not going first. I'll go first. All right, I have a movement of 30. So it looks like I'll probably have to uh, move twice. And because of the... Uh, mm, I don't know that you do. Let's see. Six, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. I'll put it right there. All right. Um, well, actually, I'm just going to go ahead and stay here. And I'm gonna shoot my cross or short bow at you. Oh, oh, oh! It's a plus four to hit. Uh oh. Fifteen. That will hit. All right. And that is a one d six plus two. One d six plus two. So six points of damage. Six points of damage. Uh, Pesky damage resistance to you. Brings me down to sixteen. Is that right? Yep. I I don't do maths that well. Okay. I am a zombie, so kind of forgot. Might have been good at it in life, but not anymore. Uh, let's see. I guess. Wait, I can't be rolling to hit dice. I'm nowhere near you, and you got to close some distance. Yeah, uh, and I don't think I can do that in one round. Which Five, ten, oh, you move fifteen, it's twenty. That's that's what I got. So that's twenty, and then five, ten. Yeah, right. that's it. All right, well, then I'm going to go ahead and attack. I'll, I'll drop the short bow and go for my short sword. Okay. Eight. That will hit. All right. That's six points of damage. Okay. That's a lot. And it's time for me to hit. And, yeah. Three plus three. That's six. Uh, AC 13. I don't think that will hit. All right. I'm going to return fire with a short sword. 21. That'll hit, maybe. Probably. Plus two. Seven points of damage. Jeez. Uh, that brings me down to three hit points, and I haven't done any damage to you yet. 
Okay, uh, I'm going to attack. All I can do is the slam. 18 plus 3, that's 21. That's definitely going to hit. I actually hit. And it's 1d6 plus 1. That's 2. Right. <laughs> felt that. Was the slam bludgeoning? It, I believe it is, isn't it? Wait, yes, yes it is. I'm vulnerable to bludgeoning, so okay. that doubles to 4. So that is 4 points of damage. Wow. I did something, and it didn't suck too bad. All right, I'm going to try and stab you with the short sword. Uh, AC, oh, AC um, 7. Nope, that misses. Wow. Barely. All right, you're back in the game. I uh, Maybe, probably. You do a double damage. Oh, so. because I do, yeah. Yeah, so because I do double damage. Stop rolling ones, okay. and you'll be fine. Uh, that's a 6 plus 3, that's... Nine. Nine. AC thirteen. That doesn't hit. AC thirteen and your 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 hit points are thirteen. Oh, 18. I think that's. I don't think that's gonna. I'm gonna go down. That's uh, D six plus two. That's five points. Five. Okay. So you did five points of damage. So it's a DC ten. So I, yeah, DC ten. Constitution. Which you, I think you have a bonus. Plus three to my constitution. Nineteen plus. That, that's yeah. So right, I bounce so back save. up to one hit point, and I get to attack. Yep. Uh, that was a hit to me. Yeah. That's eighteen. So that hits, and one d six plus one. That's six four. points of damage. <sighs> no, four so points, points of damage. Eight points of damage. You're down to one now. I'm down to one. So we're both at one hit point, All and right. it's your turn. Only I can save from death. That's so is that a nine? Yeah, that's a nine. So it's uh, 13. That hits. That's six points of damage. Uh, so DC 11. DC 11. Let's see here. Okay, so let's see. 20. Oh, <laughs> man. So, yeah, I bounce down to zero and then back up, and I get to attack. Let's see if I can roll Go another ahead. 20. 20. Ouch. <laughs> All right, roll so, it. Make it official. Uh, four plus four plus one. Nine points of damage. Not, uh, 18 points of damage. 18 points of damage. So Which get, is more than I had in the very beginning. So that, that drops you to 17. Negative 17. Ah, <laughs> okay. Okay, that was that was surprising. It was. The skeleton's never won. Uh, no, it and hasn't. Times done this. It's always been either the uh, swarm of bats or the zombie. Yeah. But the skeleton got real close this time. It did. That was uh, I was convinced that I was done for, and then it turned around. Interesting enough, the goblin always goes down first round. Oh yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense because I mean, if you run goblins enough as a DM, they're you kind of use them as as like fodder. You just throw them at the players and they get tore. That up. could be said of basically all of the monsters in the one quarter bracket. Though, That's so. true. That's true. That, that, yeah, it really is. Except the swarm of bats. That can be nasty. Yeah, I'm looking forward to using that in a, in a campaign. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's look at the final bracket quickly. Um, Champion. Zombie. Yeah, I uh, did not expect that at all. Um, so, yeah, um, that is it for this episode of Dungeons & Tangents. Um, next time we will be 
tackling the one half bracket, uh, which I'm pulling up right here. You can see um, we have the Warg, the Barovian Witch, the Shadow, and the Shahuagin. Um, Shahuagin, you've described it as uh, fitting this theme because it's kind of like the creature from the Black Lagoon. That's how I'm going to justify it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, that, that makes sense. Uh, and that's uh, that's that. And um, tune in next time uh, for the uh, next bracket of our little tournament here. Sounds good. All Thanks, right. Eric. Thank you.